Welcome to IFA Talk, IFA Magazine's weekly podcast. IFA Talk is for professional investors only. Thank you. Thanks very much for joining us for the latest episode of IFA Talk, IFA Magazine's weekly podcast, where we talk to people who matter about the things that matter in the world of financial services. I'm Brandon Russell, online writer here at IFA Magazine, and joining me on the podcast this week is our editor, Sue Whitbread. Hi, everyone. Thanks very much for that, Brandon. As Brandon said, then we talk, we're looking at in the podcast things that matter in the world of financial services. And there's few things that matter quite as much these days as the use of technology. Uh, it's crucial and getting more crucial by the day. So Fintel, a parent company of Simply Biz and de facto names, I'm sure all our listeners will be familiar with and well known for the services that it offers to support advisors. And it's recently announced that it's made an investment into a new financial technology company, Planner Technologies, which provides specialist CRM capability for financial advisors. Um, Brandon and I saw this and we thought it sounded really interesting. So we're delighted to introduce our guest on IFA Talk today, and it's Fintel's co-CEO, it's Matt Timmins. Matt, welcome to IFA Talk. Thanks, Sue, and thank you, Brandon. Really looking forward to today. Thank you. Uh, Before we get into the detail then Matt can I ask you perhaps to tell us a bit about you a bit about Fintel in case any of our listeners aren't familiar with the organization and your role within it yeah absolutely um so yeah I'll start off with a, a little about myself and then get straight into the important stuff so uh, I guess I'm I'm a bit of a frustrated marketeer by trade so um I, I graduated as a marketeer became a charter marketeer and then joined G Capital to work in their marketing team uh, after that, I then went and did a brief stint with DBS Financial Management, which latterly became MySys. And then in 2002, was part of the, the founding team that set up um, Simply Biz, along with Ken Davey and Thorny Croft and a, and a few others. So uh, for the last 20 odd years, I've been uh, in the same place, but doing different roles. So I joined originally as marketing director back in 2002. And then myself, and my colleague, Neil Stevens, took over the uh, the running of the business in 2010 and have been doing so as co-CEO ever since. Uh, I look after the de facto side of the of Fintel. I'm also responsible for the group sales and marketing strategy uh, and more laterally um, the Fintel Labs um, project that we're on with at the moment. So that's a little bit about me uh, in terms of the business itself. I think um, rather than going into all the products and services, I think it's important to set into context what we're trying to achieve and the outcomes that we're trying to deliver. So um, uh, essentially we love retail financial services. We think it's a brilliant market. We believe that customers get access to thousands of products from hundreds of well-capitalized manufacturers at a price and value, which is commensurate with the competitive nature of the market. So we think it's a great market, but there are a couple of real challenges in the market. One is it's highly regulated, as your audience will, will well understand. And it's also highly fragmented as well. So lots of um, different small and medium sized players in the market. And that heavy regulation and fragmentation brings with it some real benefits, but also some real challenges. And so we see our role as sitting right at the heart of the market, helping it operate um, as effectively as possible. So we don't manufacture our own products and we don't give advice. We sit there helping intermediaries to do the best job they can for their clients by providing them with compliance and regulatory support and technology. We help product manufacturers to better understand the competitive nature of the product landscape. We help them by providing them with um, data and insights into the market and distribution services. 
And then we help consumers by giving them an assessment, a quality assessment of various different products in the market. So we research and rate around 40,000 different products and you'll see the de facto kite mark on, on uh, many people's advertising and certainly through comparison websites, et cetera. So sitting right at the heart of this really important market, trying to help everyone do the best job possible and deliver better outcomes for consumers and advisors. Fundamentally, you know, our, our history, our, our background is supporting financial professionals. We support around 10,000 businesses by providing them with compliance support, regulatory support and fintech as a combination of, of services from de facto and simply this. So, um, yeah, that's that's where we sit. That's what we do. Um, hopefully that's a, a good overview for you. Well, Brandon, I think we've got the right man for the job today. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Hi, Matt. Like I said, it's great to have you on today then. So we, if we just get stuck straight into it, perhaps we can start sure. by asking how you've seen the use of technology evolve in the advisory business to date. And also I wonder, what do you see as the main challenges and opportunities that tech solutions can offer advisors? Yeah, I mean, I, I'd say I've, I've worked in the sector for over 20 years now, so I've seen a, a lot of um, uh, evolution and some revolution in terms of technology in the space. Um, however, I still think there are a lot of manual processes involved. I don't necessarily believe that um, a lot of the technology solutions provide an end-to-end -end process for advisors that takes into account individual workflow. So I think we've got some great individual systems in the market, some really intelligent and intuitive what I call point systems, which is pieces of tech that do a single job, if you like. But knitting those things together into a coherent platform and model that really help advisors drive efficiency, I don't believe we've got to that stage yet. So I think you know the, the technology has developed well in the sector, but I, I would suggest that we're behind, behind the likes of the retail market and the fast-moving consumer goods market. I, I don't think we're quite at the bleeding edge of technology, if that's a fair statement to make. And I think for many years, it's been almost oligopolistic in, in nature. You've had a, a few dominant players with, um, you know, with, with, with technology that was um, first initiated, you know, maybe 10, 20 years ago that have driven the, their businesses well and gained market share. But we haven't until lately seen a lot of new players come into the market. I'm, I'm pleased to say that has changed now. And I think we're awash with, you know, many new tech providers, the startups, and I certainly come across them daily. So it feels to me like we're um, we're a bit of a precipice in terms of technology development and, and progress. It feels like that we're starting to really see the new kids on the block come in. Um, and we're also starting to see that collaboration, which is what we've been dying for as a sector. You know, companies opening up their APIs and being prepared to talk and integrate with each other for the benefit of the intermediary market. You know, it's no good one company just trying to gain market share and trying to hope that everyone will like every single part of its tech stack. You know, what we need is greater integration. And so we can welcome in the new players, but they can create a, a connected platform that will help advisors do the whole job for their clients. So hopefully that's not too long a winded answer for that question. But that's No, I think that's perfect. Yeah. And actually, the one thing that advisors have said to me for years is the frustration that they feel that technology they've got some great pieces but they just don't talk to each other so i think you've really captured that there uh, and you also mentioned about regulatory problems as well and certainly 
this whole sector is suffering a bit of tunnel vision at the moment. It's consumer duties, everything. So I wonder then how you think, how important is it having the right end-to-end tech, as you just mentioned, and processes in relation to all this regulatory change, which we've seen, and it isn't going to stop, is it? Let's face it, this is going to keep on happening. No, absolutely. I mean, look, regulatory change is a, is a key driver for our business. You know, every time regulation changes, every time it gets tougher, we tend to take on more clients because that's what we do. We help people with regulation and we help improve um, uh, and, and create efficiencies in their business so that they can better deal with changes in regulation. So, and like you said, it's not going to change. It's not going to stop. Consumer duty is another evolution of, of, of um, treating customers fairly, essentially, and that will that will carry on, I believe. Um, so, where does the technology landscape fit into this? It, first of all, it's got to be dynamic. So, we need tech stacks and we need technology solutions that are able to cope with ever-changing regulation. I don't believe we will necessarily get to the point where we have one dominant player that has a um, complete end-to-end solution because I think advisors like choice and there is not one single player out there at the moment that delivers absolutely everything that they need in a way that they want to consume it. So if you only got to look at the likes of cash flow planning and there's there's a multitude of different products, you know, you might have a, uh, you might have a, a back office system in your practice that offers free or discounted cash flow planning but because you like someone else's system, you, you'll still be unlikely to change. So what I, where I think we need to get to is a platform of connected pieces of technology. And I don't mean a retail trading platform. I mean a, a fintech and services platform. So a platform that allows advisors still breadth of choice, but they can ensure that those um, providers of that technology connect into each other and do that well. So that to all intents and purposes, it is a one-stop shop, but there can be different components that make up that technology platform. That's where I think we need to head as a sector. Well, it's music to my ears, and I'm sure to those listening in today, and particularly putting the end client at the heart of that as well, it would benefit that client would be advised to have an easier platform or simpler platform to use to be able to create and deliver the service, isn't it? So no, thank you. That sounds good to me. You are listening to IFA Talk, IFA Magazine's weekly podcast. Subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts to be notified as soon as a new episode becomes available. And follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter and Instagram at IFA Magazine. Somehow, Matt, we've already come to our last question. And with it, we'd like to look ahead a little bit. So how does Fintel plan to support companies through Fintel Labs? What will the impact on advisors and, of course, in turn on their clients and consumers be? Yeah, so I, I, first of all, I think probably worthwhile going into the, the reasons behind the development of Fintel Labs. So again, we've seen quite a bit of M&A in this sector um, over the course of the last 12, 18 months. And sometimes, you know, that M&A is very positive. Other times, one would question the, the, the impact of that M&A on clients. And so what Fintel Labs is designed to do, rather than acquire businesses 100% and try and put them into the Fintel family straight away. It's designed to support new tech startups in helping them achieve their goals and ambitions, because very often um, they will have a clearer and better view on what that that is than than having a a larger business try and run them like a large business. You need that entrepreneurial spirit and drive 
in order to, to, to grow a, an early stage business. So Fintel Labs is designed to invest, first of all, money into those businesses. But more importantly than that, the benefit of our distribution. So we have been in this market for um, 20 years plus. We have got a very loyal customer base. And I think that we've got a solid reputation in the market for delivery. So we can help those new businesses by adding in distribution capabilities. We can help them with their sales and marketing, and we can help them with the development of their tech stack. So Fintel Labs is about investing much more than money into those businesses. It's our time, our effort, our IP, our people, all those kind of things that go with it. And you know, there, there, there have been situations over the course of the last two or three years where we might have been having talks with maybe two or three organizations in each year about potential acquisitions or investment. This year, for whatever reason, those numbers are, are into double figures. It is a very, very active market. We've got lots of people, lots of businesses we're talking to. And I think for the first time in a long time, we're getting to see some real innovation in this space. And Fintel Labs is designed to help those early stage companies to come through to the next stage of things. Because you know, starting a business is a difficult thing to do. And, you know, very often you, you hit an early stage wall in that business where you either run out of money or run out of ideas and having Fintel behind you to help sort of power the company onto the next part of the journey, I think is really important. So that's why we set up the, the, the labs business. As you um, uh, rightly pointed out, we made our first investment into Planner going back a couple of months ago. Um, that discussion with Planner had been going on for obviously several months before we announced it. And so we got to know the business well, and we got to know um, what they're looking to try and achieve. And that is to provide a very, very simple and intuitive CRM product for intermediaries. And I think that um, that's something perhaps that's been lacking in our market for some time. You know, a product that's, that's truly sort of beautifully intuitive that, you know, you can use with little training and something that um, can perform the majority of tasks for um, an intermediary's business. And then obviously integrating that with de facto, this seamless two-way integration so you can take, so CRM data can be transferred into um, the financial planning uh, toolkit that we've got de facto. So that's the first investment that we've made. Um, I'm sure, I'm absolutely positive there will be more to follow. We're having some great- Sounds like it. <laughs> yeah, we're having some great discussions at the moment. As I said, the market really is alive to new tech. And, and, and I also think it's a, um, a, in addition to the technology that improves workflow, there's also improvements that we need to make in, in the output of data. So I think um, when you're running a multidisciplinary practice or a multi-RI practice, then having data on what's happening with your individual advisors and what products have been recommended is really important. So I think we'll see a lot of um, progress in terms of uh, some of these um, data businesses as well that we're seeing come through into the market at the moment. And then I think there's also um, uh, an evolution when it comes to compliance businesses. So uh, businesses like um, Simply Biz and, and some of our other competitors have been doing a good job for advisors for you know, over two decades, but still very often a lot of the checking is, um, a lot of the file checking, a lot of the compliance work is based on um, a piece of activity that happens after the advice has already been given. So you're retrospectively checking the quality and value of the advice, which I think in today's world is, is no longer good enough. So 
with these new fintech products, we hope to build in our regulatory ex expertise into the products as well, so that advisors and principals of those businesses can um, can get the, the the relative sort of compliance checks and um, uh, as they go through the process, rather than waiting to the end. So I think technology is is moving rapidly, and I want Fintel Labs to be right at the very heart of the change of pace in technology in our market. Taking the IP that we've got in the business, the regulatory knowledge, and building that into the fintech of tomorrow for the benefit of advisors and ultimately consumers. Mm, sounds, sounds exciting. So is this the most exciting period, you think? You've described all of those new businesses that you're seeing that look quite interesting. Is this... I think, yeah, I think it's the most exciting time um, in retail financial services, certainly for me. I mean, look out at the market at the moment. We can see a lot of consolidation going on in the advisory space. That's very interesting. We've seen that before. Um, and um, there are some businesses who have got their clients' interests at heart and um, will manage to make a good business out of a consolidation platform. There are others where they um, are acquiring businesses into, um, into the consolidator without, I think, the, the absolute knowledge of what they're looking to build in the future and how it will benefit clients. So I think we will start to see consolidation of consolidators soon. And I think the sort of 40 to 50 consolidators we've got in the market will perhaps in 12, 18 months end up to be more like five to 10 really good businesses who, who grow well. So I think that's an exciting part of the sector, you know, seeing what, what's happening uh, there. I think we're seeing consolidation in the asset management space. Um, yes. Absolutely. Um, we're seeing um, advisors double down their efforts in the UK, the likes of Aviva and others who are um, pulling out of other territories around the world and doubling down their efforts in the UK. Um, I think we're seeing a lot of, as we've discussed on this call, a lot of new um, fintech startup businesses. And we're also seeing businesses start to collaborate much more. I certainly um, have been involved in lots of discussions recently with organizations I would have previously been my competitors that we're, we're now working together to try and build solutions for the benefit of, of our customers. So it's, it is probably uh, the most exciting time I think we've, we've seen in this market. And as always, you know, giving proper, excellent personal financial advice to clients is the number one outcome and what keeps this market working so well. So I, you know, I hear a lot of talk in the press about, you know, the reduction in the intermediary market and it's, we're all going to be run by combination of AI and sort of two or three consolidators. And I, I don't subscribe to that at all. I think the market works well when there are lots of small and medium-sized businesses working in their communities with clients and building up trust um, and really giving good professional advice. I think our job and the rest of the sector's job is to get behind them and give them what they need to do that in a much more efficient way. Um, so yeah, it, it's a market that myself and my team thoroughly love and we believe will go on from strength to strength. Oh, that's great. And well, we, we, we would concur with that in that our role too as, as a media organisation is about supporting advisors and just helping to build that profession, isn't it, in a collaborative way. And as you've described, 
really clearly today, putting technology at the heart of it, which will allow for scalability, allow for smoother processes, allow people to sleep at night, for goodness sake, because otherwise mm. you're just frantic that the regulator's going to bear down on you with a heavy hand. So, Matt, thank you very much for your time today. It's been really interesting to hear what you have got to say and the, the dynamic situation within the market. And, uh, and thanks also to our listeners for listening in today. I hope you found it interesting. And, uh, and uh, hopefully we can follow up with you at some point in future, Matt. Perfect. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. And yeah, I'd, I'd love to come back. So thank you so much. IFA Talk is for investment professionals only. All material has been carefully checked for accuracy, but no responsibility can be accepted for inaccuracies. Whatever appropriate, independent research and whatever necessary, legal advice should be sought before acting on any information contained in this podcast. And value of investments and income from them can go down as well as up. You may not get back the amount you originally invested.